Hello everyone, welcome to the Brand Boutique Elite Speaker Series. I have a very special guest on today, Lisa Lieberman Wang, and I've known her for most of my career. I met her, I think we met in the Bahamas um, when I was first starting off in my business, and I had the pleasure to um, sit through one of your programs and um, work with you and some of your clients. So that was a really amazing experience. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much for being on. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Lisa. So Lisa is a business and life strategist. She helps entrepreneurs create six to seven um, million dollar businesses. Um, she supports professionals um, and organizations level up and really grow their business. She was featured on TEDx. Uh, she's regularly on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and the CW. Um, you know, I always see her popping up on my newsfeed, um, being featured on some different channel and different show. So that's always super inspirational for me to see. Um, um, you know, throughout my career. And she was recently ranked top 25 leading women entrepreneurs, which is super amazing. Congrats on that. Um, she's a number Thank one. You. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, she's the number one international bestseller author of Brand You Become the Expert, which she's generously offering as a free gift for anyone that's watching and sees the link below um, and find to fab so I went through one of her programs called find to fab and it's it was really amazing to see how much she cares about everyone that she works with and she really supports them in whatever place they are at at any given moment to help them break down the barriers and grow their business. So it was really awesome to kind of see how she works with clients and see their growth from, you know, starting off with all of their stuff. You know, we all have this stuff may hold us back in growing our business or things that we let get in the way of really getting to our goal. And she just works with you to get rid of that stuff and, you know, really take your business by the horns and grow it and position yourself as an expert in the space. And like I tell you guys all, you know, when you're branding yourself, you want to position yourself as that expert. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Well, I mean, about how I got started, it's interesting because I think we're all a sum of everything we've done, right? And for me, I started by helping entrepreneurs when I was even younger, going back to as young as you were when you started, which is probably about a decade ago. <laughs> and pretty much, uh, I've, been, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, I think. I've only worked for four employers in my lifetime, and I've been self-employed more than I've ever been employed over 30 something years. And I've spent the last 27 years helping entrepreneurs build themselves and build their business. And prior that, is we're going black and hopefully we're back <laughs> on the on the internet. There's some technology challenges. I We had a storm here last night, so I have no internet and I'm using a Wi-Fi on someone else's service to make sure I'm here. But I've been helping businesses create six and seven figure incomes for decades and feel really fortunate to be doing that. 
I had started a company, Fine to Fab, and Fine is how I used to feel. And it stood for effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, the fabulous, awesome, beautiful. And I wanted to help other women who felt like their imposter syndromes as great as they were. They felt they were never good enough, succeeding at a high level, but it was never high enough. And that's where you were with me as well. And, and then it turned out that people said, okay, well, I want to take my business to the next level. How do I do that? And I was like, well, I've done that already. I've been building six and seven figure businesses for myself and other people for decades. How do we do that? And with today's economy, right now we're in a winter economy with everything between COVID, it's totally changed the whole climate of how people are doing business. We're online more than ever. A lot of brick and mortar don't know how to do click and order. They don't know how to position themselves differently. And I realized there was just such a need to help position them and that was even where Brand You Become the Expert was released right before COVID because there's too much noise out there. And just like they need you to help branding, if you don't put yourself out there to stand out, you have marketing myopia, which means everybody's holding a sign saying, work with me, work with me. But at the same sign you're carrying saying, I'm ABC company, you all look alike. You need to stand out. Yeah, that's totally true. You know, when people are branding themselves, it's about creating what your brand story is, your value proposition. And, you know, that value proposition is like, why work with you? Like, why are you the expert in this space? And, you know, how, and everyone's online, especially, you know, during this whole COVID and, I think people more now are realizing they can work from home, they can buy everything from home, they can, you know, have meetings from home and do all of the things right on the internet. And so it's super mm -hmm. important to stand out. Like, you know, it's so true. Everyone's holding the sign that says, you know, I'm ABC company next to the other person. And so it's like, well, what makes you different? What makes you special? And, you know, I really love helping people figure out their story and how to visually tell that story on social media because people just hold that sign like everyone else. And it's like, well, people aren't relating to that. The, you know, the billboard kind of marketing where it's just like, here's my sign doesn't work. People want to have that emotional connection. They want to feel as though that they can trust the person that they're working with and expert in the, like the space. Yeah. So when people come to you, what are some of like, what are the top three problems that they're having? Well, that's an interesting question. The top three problems people have when they come to me is one, having a really clear idea on who they're marketing to. Most of the time, their ideal client to them is everyone. <laughs> you know it's not everyone. They're like, oh, they're 20 years old to 55. Well, a 20-year-old has a very different lifestyle and problem than a 55-year-old has. So I think the first thing is getting clarity on who their ideal client is, what problems they're keeping them up at night, what it is that they want and need. There's a very big difference between what people want and need. A lot of people need to exercise, but it's not until they want to do something that they will. And we have to discern that when we're marketing to people. So the first is identifying their ideal client. The second one is knowing how to create a differentiator. Like we just started saying is what makes it so they'll go to you versus somebody else. Like you have something and I'm speaking to whoever's listening to us is you have something unique that nobody else has. You you have something, your background that no one else has experienced, walked your walk, talked your talk or anything else. And the idea is how do you market that so people can identify with you 
and be human about it and realize, okay, well, they're a trusted guide. There's someone who can take me where I want to go. They've been there. They've done it. They can get me there. So knowing how to have that message is super important. And I think the third one is, which is the most important for every business is how to get clients. They do not know how to acquire clients. A lot of people are great at dispensing information, but they're not great at acquiring clients. So learning the difference about dispensing motivation and inspiration versus having um, conversations that will enroll people into your services. It's a very distinct difference that people don't know how to do. And I've done over 60 million in personal sales in my own career. And my organization has done over 100 million. And that doesn't include what my clients have done. And people need to learn how to sell. And sometimes people think it's a dirty word, like a four-letter word. It is four letters. But instead of selling, think of it as telling. And when we, you know, facts tell, stories sell. And how do you do that is a differentiator. Yeah, I think that people do have that negative connotation just around selling. They feel as though, you know, I don't want to be, and even sometimes like I have this, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to be too pushy. And I don't, you know, people think like, oh, well, I don't want to be like the salesman, like the car, the used car salesman and, you know, all of these things. And so there is all this negative connotation. And I think that, you know, there's a very, there's a very few select people that are really good at it, but it's a lot of people that I see that are good at it don't do it as they're selling something or that they're trying to win something, but is that they know that they can help somebody and they're providing a product, a service, as they're contributing to that person because they know that it's going to solve a problem and make life better for that person. Exactly. And even if it's like a, a problem where, you know, I'm going to have an ice cream and it's going to make me smile kind of thing. <laughs> I know that there's some people that are watching that have products that, you know, are like addresses and they're just going to make us feel pretty and happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's so true. The whole customer thing, so many clients that I work with when we first get started, I'm like, so who is your ideal client? Who are we going to, you know, connect with? And they're like, Oh, you know, like everyone can buy from me. And I'm like, yes, that is a true statement that everyone can. However, who is your perfect persona? Like I like to create five personas and really target those. So when we're on social media, we're like going out and finding it. The types of posts that we're creating are showcasing the lifestyle of those specific people. And like you said, a 50-year-old person, uh, say like a 50-year-old man and a 20-year-old woman, the types of content that we're going to create that's going to resonate to their lifestyles are going to be completely different. Right. And even like the language and the tone. So, you know, with my team, we have uh, copywriters on my team. And so they'll write something and I'm like, okay, that might work for our brand because we're more friendly and sociable. But this new client, we have to think about it as more corporate. Um, this is their person. They don't understand. Like it's not that they don't understand the slang, but it doesn't um, translate yeah. as well. Like they're not going to resonate with mm -hmm. you know the the slang. Whereas like. You know, if we're talking to like, you know, a 40 year old woman about something and we're using the slang that works for that, that she'll get it. She'll understand that. And so it's interesting that people do think everything and they miss the mark mm -hmm. on all of that. 
what would you say are your top tips, you know, knowing that all of these things, so knowing your customer, knowing your offer, knowing how to sell, sell, like what are your top tips from people when they're at this level in business? How do they get to that next level? Well, I think first off is being willing to know that there is a next level and that you can get there. The biggest challenge people have is the mindset is thinking that they're at the ceiling. They create this own invisible ceiling for themselves where I can only make X amount. You know, like it's if, if I make 150,000, I'm doing good. If I'm doing a quarter million, I'm doing good. And I remember years ago, I used to do that. When I was in my 20s, I was already making 100, I was 23 years old making 150,000 a year. And I remember I that was great because I didn't know I'd make more than 80. So 150 felt like a lot but until someone said you can make more. I was like, oh, my God, I can make more. I can change that number. So if you're listening now, write down a number of how much you'd like to make and, and forego any belief about the economy or what's good and what's bad right now because all of that is just a mindset. I have a client who is a transformative neural Reiki master. And when COVID started, everybody was giving away services, energy work for free. She's like, everyone's giving it away for free. I go, well, you're not everyone. And she's like, well, they're giving it away for free. I said, I totally understand. And you can give something away for free, but I have this give, 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 ask model. And I said, keep, you give, you give, you give. This is a give. We're giving information. And, and it, hopefully you're taking notes because some of the stuff we've already sh shared with you is actually worth millions. At least it was for me. And it has been for my clients is understanding who you're marketing to, what the challenges are. But that threshold was important. And she kept thinking she had to give it away for Hannah. And I said, no, you don't. This is what you're going to do. And I gave her a model. I said, here's how you're going to do it. You're going to you're going to go ahead and you're going to do a free event and then you're going to offer them something after and they're going to, and those who take action will get a benefit. She did $22,000 in revenue last month when she thought there was no business. I have another client who's a family turnaround expert who same thing. She's thinking the economy, people aren't going to spend the money. I said, you know what, right now, parents have their kids home. There's so many challenges. There's frustration and overwhelmed, right? Homeschooling, they're not used to homeschooling, what's that? Am I still connected? Okay, knowing that they needed help, what was interesting is I said, let's not change what you're doing, it's just the positioning and the timing. She went out and in five weeks, she did $72,000 in revenue, where it used to take her six months what used to take her six months. And I said, it's so much up here. It's the six inches between your ears. If you believe that things are challenging, it will be. If you believe it's not, it won't be. It's about positioning, knowing what the ask is, knowing that in the winter economy, people are looking for, like they want value. They want to know if I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to get real value for it. So it's not that they're not spending it, they're just spending it differently. And we also need to recognize that in this economy, in a recession, some of the biggest companies that we know today from Toll House Cookies to General Motors to um, Apple were formed during a recession. So this is truly an opportunity for all of us. But if you think it's not, you're right. If you get, remember, you think it's not, you're right. If you think it is, you're right too. And I've been seeing my clients do amazing. Um, one of my clients was doing talks and everything else and all these free things. And I changed the way she scripted it. I said, look, you need to do a you need to change the framework so it's not just informative, but give them your best stuff you can find, like the best of the best. 
And when she did, she was so afraid of giving the best stuff. She goes, well, then they won't have anything to go to me. I go, if they don't know you're great, they have no reason to go to you anyway. So you better give them the best stuff now. And she did in her last two speeches, she enrolled people into her services because she was delivering it the way it needs to be delivered today. Yeah, that is, you know, that's so great. And I love that what you said, if you say that it's going to be great, it's going to be great. And if you say that it's not, it's not. And you know, I've been in this practice of just, you know, being clear about the energy and like what you're manifesting and what you're creating. Um, because the people that I've seen throughout this whole process that are out there and that are just putting in the steps, and even if they're not like doing a ton in sales, they're still building their infrastructure and their business. They're still working on their business plan, their marketing plan, training their team, you know, putting that all in. Those are the ones that are thriving because they're like, you know what? I got a little bit of a break to do some of the things that I couldn't do. So now I'm doing those things. And even for my business, you know, I looked at what like what people needed. I created more products and services that really were fulfilling the needs of what people were dealing with right now. Right. And it was well received and so many of my friends that are business owners that are like putting in the work you know pivoting a, a bit and staying in their lane the, i think that the people that want to pivot to like okay this is what i'm good at and then they want to go oh well i think that this other thing here i see people are doing that and i'm like well, where why are you going there like if, you <laughs> me, if you told me right now like people need to go fish buy fish like you should be a fisherman like I'm probably going to be really bad at it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I think that when people are like taking their products and services and shifting it a little bit for the needs of what the market is, but staying in your lane, that works. And I love that mindset thing of, you know, just creating. Like, I know that a lot of people were super fearful and th there were losses in business. I mean, mm -hmm. I think all had to kind of figure out what we were going to do to support people, what we were going to do, because everyone was unsure about what the path would look like. And the thing is, we're still kind of unsure of what the path is going to look like. Mm -hmm. But we're still all here. We still all have needs. We still all have aspirations and dreams and things like that. And so it doesn't mean for us to stop living and stop doing the things that we need to do. It's just for figuring out what's going to work with what's going on i and i think that you really help people get through um that emotional piece what are some of your your help your guidelines to getting past like your self-limiting beliefs like the stories that come up in people's head because i think that you have a really um good grasp of helping people through that stuff yes well i mean the first thing is that you never seek advice from your fears and I think that that's super important. And when all this stuff happened, we have five months now of uncharted territory. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. For those that want to know exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, they're really challenged right now because there is no stable ground here for any of us. We don't know five months into this, is this going to, you know, I'm anticipating another year of uncertainty, not knowing really where it's going to land and what it's going to look like. 
And if we know that's the fact, then here's what it is. Learn to love it. Nothing stays the same and learn to love change and be flexible. You know, it's, I remember one of the mentors I had years ago said rigid flexibility, <laughs> like rigid flexibility. Like, you know, you, okay, I, I, you're going to do it this way, but be rigidly flexible to know it may not work and do something else and, and you know, measure, monitor, adjust and control. So I think the first thing is to know that where we're at and wherever you are is okay. And if you feel uncertain, you feel unsure, it's totally okay. And then to ask yourself, instead of seeking the advice of your fears, if you're thinking everything is wrong, instead of it being your fears, look at another thing, ask yourself better questions. Realize that when people are unsure based on our human needs, I happen to be a licensed master NLP and NAP practitioner, which still stands for neuro-linguistic programming and neuroassociative programming and how we program our mind and thoughts. And one of the things is that we know that we'll do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure. And we also know that, you know, people's biggest fears, they're not enough. And if they're not enough, they won't be loved. If your business is at the point where you think, I'm not going to survive, I don't know how to do this, no one really wants what I have, or, or how can I charge what I'm charging right now, and all these other questions come in, you're seeking advice from your fears. The truth is, if there was a market before, there's still a market. There's probably an even bigger market, depending on your product. And if you understand what you do at the core, the core of your business, that there may be a slight pivot you can go to. And and I had, I had the same situation as you, Farhana. I was helping people with building their business, creating the marketing and the sales funnels and doing everything from, from online funnels to one-time offer upsells to downsells to teaching them how to do all these things so it's automated and evergreen. And then all of a sudden people are worried about, you know, they're, they're connecting with people in person. And now how do I do that? Well, I have built my businesses online for over 20 years. Since we've been able to be online, I've been online. I have a web development company for 18 years. And so this was easy. And I said, okay, this is where their mind's at. But the challenge is most people's concerns are the unknown. Is like, I don't know how to do this. So here's the first thing, ask for help. So instead of seeking advice from your fears, find someone who's already doing it. Ask them for help. It doesn't have to be you. You do not need to know how to do everything. Find someone who's figured it out and let them help you. That's where you started before, Fahana. I help. I think of everything we do in our businesses, whoever's business it is, is how do you help people? Because that's how you're going to end up building a successful business. So if you finish the sentence, I help this, I help older people with giving them hope. I help them overcome fears. I help them get the tools they need or resources they need. I help. Well, if you think about that and you say, what is it they need now? Ask yourself better questions. If you get caught up in the inertia of all the problems, ask yourself the next question is, is it true? So is it true that you can't charge this right now? Is it true that there's so much competition? Is it true that this makes you look bad? Ask yourself the question. And Byron Katie was always awesome of that. She goes, if it is true, who do I need to be to believe this thought? There's a lot of things that people are putting themselves into and don't even realize it. And I really believe that we have to ask quality questions, understand where it's coming from, get a basis of truth or not, and realize that for every client, there's four natural defenses. And we go through it ourselves as well. We become our own clients. They, they need to know, like, and trust you, right? There needs to be a trust. People have to have a need. They need to want help. They need to want help and there needs to be a sense of urgency and to be a hurry. When we can overcome people's defenses, we have a client. When we have a client, we have a business. When we have not a customer, client stays with you. They're like lifetimers. 
that's when you add value and they, they become your family because you're there to serve them. And when you can do that, you'll have an amazing business. Yeah, that's so true. You know, we are providing value and supporting people and that's a great feeling. And when you get over your can'ts and you frame your your way of being, like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, I'm kind mm -hmm. of – and in asking for help too, I would not have gotten so far in the last decade in my business if I hadn't you know, gotten help from like you and Bill Walsh and you know so many of these other entrepreneurs like and, and I was very fortunate to kind of be like the young one like in the crew just like learning from everyone like we're having dinner and everyone's having a conversation about okay this is what we're doing this is this client's concern this is and so I got to sit there just like learning from everyone and I'm like so grateful that I had like that experience to kind of just be like okay you guys have been doing this for you know a lot longer than me I'm just gonna listen and learn and like absorb everything because that is, you know, you can obviously use the internet and figure it all out, but there's a million different solutions for every single thing. And when you have people that have already done it over and over again, and they have like the fastest route to get from point A to point B, and you just listen and learn, and you're like, okay, that works for you, and we're you're giving me this advice that this is my business and it's gonna work for me, then go along that path because I think there's so many people, even people that are like, oh, we would really love to work with you, but we want to get more sales <clears throat> before we invest in marketing. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, well, <laughs> well, no one's going to knock on your door. Like you have to do the marketing for them to then get the sales. So one, you know, one thing is that like, and I was told that very early on, like you need to do marketing and obviously I'm doing marketing and I invested a super ton in my business in the beginning because no one was going to knock on my door. So I needed to do those things and, you know, get coaches and partner with coaches and, you know, be a mentee. So there's so many like different opportunities for that. And then, you know, just actually just being in action and not letting the, oh, well, do they need my product? But yeah, they need your product. Mm -hmm. and, and now I think what you're saying more than ever, people do need more things because life has changed. And with that shift, new sets of problems and solutions arise. Actually, what's interesting is right now with what's going on, you inferred it before, but it's very true and it should be heard again is if you're not marketing, if you're not putting your name out there, if you're not promoting now, they think your your business is closed. Like I like to say when your mouth is open, your store is open. When your mouth's closed, the store is closed. So if you're not out there telling everybody you're still there, they may think you're out of business. And the businesses that are now thriving are the ones that during the first five months of this, they went out and did something. They didn't crawl under a rock and say, okay, I'm going to wait till it's over. They just said, okay, I need to make sure I'm out there. I'm part of the solution. I'm going to see what does my client need right now? How can I support them? And it's not too late if you didn't. So if you didn't take that angle and you didn't see it as I did at the very beginning, I, I created a webinar, how to take your offline business online. Within 40 hours, we had 420 people click on the link. Within 40 hours, you know, that's like, 
That's amazing without any marketing, without paying any money, just putting it out and word of mouth got it out so quick because that's what they wanted. So think about what your ideal client is going through right now and how can you serve them at the highest level because there's still opportunity and we need to help the local businesses as well so they stay in business. Because even with all the, the concessions we're making to get into businesses and do things, they have less people they're servicing. They still have overhead. So their costs are going up. Their prices are going to have to go up to sustain them. And the people who don't understand this and think that they're going to compete on price are going to be out of business as quick as the other people, too. Yeah. And there are so many people that I saw that were like doing this one thing and it worked when people were out and about and you were doing this one thing and you could do the in-person thing. But I think everyone failed to realize that they just needed to do a th something, a, that same thing a little bit different and it would have worked. And there were so many people had time. So there was so many opportunities and like I have friends that are like, oh my God, people have been buying so much because they're just home. They're on the internet and they just keep buying right. because, you know, all of these things. And I think people got so, so stuck in their fear of like, oh, this isn't going to work. This like one tunnel vision of this is all we do isn't going to work anymore. And it, yeah, it's, it, that one thing may not have worked, but if they just flipped it like i'm like oh well why don't you just do this and this and they're like oh wow and it was like gold and it was like something that i was like yeah well obviously like just think about it just think about what people need right now what people want like what people are talking about like obviously you can do that and just go after it and, and not be shy about it just be like hey this is what we're doing to help and serve like I have um, a digital course and in my digital course it basically is eight modules and it takes people through creating their brand story and going through their marketing plan and, and how to like really create their sales and marketing funnel, how to take people from digital, um, for, from social media through their pipeline like and in that People were like, oh, yeah, you know, we really want to work with you, but we are afraid of not having as many sales, so we don't want to invest in marketing. And I was like, okay, well, you should invest in marketing and create your plan. Even if you don't work with me, definitely create your plan. I'm like, well, there's this digital course. And they're like, well, we really don't want to do it alone. I was like, okay. But they didn't want to, like, pay for, like, the actual – you know, plan one-on-one -on -one thing. So I created a group session. So it's like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be a small group so that it's, I, it's worth my time and they're going to get value. And so it's going to be with the digital course and with the one-on, well, one-on-one -on -one in a small group setting so that they're going to get their plan going. Because everyone that I spoke to, they're like, oh, we want social media marketing. And I'm like, well, do you have your plan? No. And I'm like, well, I when I first started, I would have just done your social media marketing. But now I won't do that without a plan because at the end of the day, you need a plan. You need to know how to get your leads, where to find them, and then how to convert them. Like, so, you know, what you do of like creating those systems, creating those funnels, creating those sales offers. I'm like, you can't expect to have a ton of like traffic and leads on social media if you have nowhere to like have them buy something. Like, mm -hmm. Where are they going? They're just following your page. Like you're mad that you're not making sales, but where's the offer? Like where's the funnel? Like how are you following up with them? 
mm-hmm. like standard sales. Like, it, what do they say? Um, sales is in the follow up. Yeah, fortunes in the follow up. Yeah, <laughs> For, fortunes in the follow up, and and a lot of times people don't realize that years ago they said it was seven touch points before someone said yes to us. Now they say it's up to sixteen before COVID. Now with all the noise with COVID, I feel like it may be 25, who knows? But what I mean by a touch point is they saw you once, then they got an email, then maybe they text, maybe they saw a blog, then maybe they saw a video, but kept seeing you often enough that you built this brand awareness, you built this trust, that need, that sense of urgency. Remember all the things you have to overcome for defenses that now they go, oh, I, I've seen her before. Oh, I know that he's good. I know that he's always there and, and I like his message. And, Okay, now I'm ready to do business. But if you don't keep yourself out there and have that presence, it doesn't actually happen. The interesting thing about follow-up, statistically, most people quit after the first or second no. And most sales don't start until the fourth no. And 80% of the sales start on the eighth. And it's not even no to you. It's no in their mind. Like they see something, they go, no, not now. And they they say it. But it's between the eighth and the twelfth is 80% of the closing. And how many people forget that fortune in the follow-up? I, I, I like to say that you need three C's, and it's conversations create cash. And if you haven't gotten my book yet, I'm going to suggest you go to Brand You Become the Expert, and it's all spelled out. And I'm giving the book for free. You just cover the shipping. And I teach you how to do a sensational soundbite in there. And this is so important because, remember, we talked about marketing myopia behind I said, you guys were a BC company. And... How are you different? You know, you're putting yourself out there, you're marketing, but maybe you look like every other company if you don't know how to differentiate yourself. And I actually teach you how to do a sensational soundbite, which is like your elevator pitch to an nth level of actually identifying who it's for, what's their challenge, what's the advantage and best working with you and have a whole action to do that. And when you do something like that, where you say, you know, I help successful entrepreneurs create multiple six and seven figure incomes without years of frustration. I do that using a proven method that will create that, that has not only helped me, but help thousands of other people. And this is, if you like something like this, you can actually um, let us know who, who would be interested in in it. Something as simple as that, or for fine to fab, I used to say, I help people go from feeling fine, which is how I used to feel effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, to fab, fabulous, awesome, beautiful, without years of shame, blame, and therapy. Who do you know who'd like something like that? Having something out there that can differentiate you, having the right message, the right branding, the right marketing, all those things are really critical right now to be seen and heard. And then again, not just do it once, but consistently over time so that they get to know, like, and trust you. Super important. Yeah. And that is important to like have your pitch, like let people know what the opportunity is and what you can do for them. A lot of my clients have concerns, even when we're posting about them on social media, I'm like, okay, create this video, like create something like that. Or people are afraid of self-promoting. And I've had clients be like, oh, well, I don't want to brag or I don't want people to think this of me or that I'm doing this. Or I've I've heard people say, well, I'm doing really well during this time and I know that other people are suffering so I don't want to share my wins I don't want to share my successes and and um like how do you like I'm I just say you know 
like your contribution, like let's share so that we can help people and inspire people. But what do you say to your clients when they go to that place? And I'm still practicing like my emotional pep talk like with people. Um, so what do you say with your clients when they go into that space of wanting to hide, being afraid of what people think? And of course I get this way too because the other day somebody was like, oh yeah, her voice. I, can you believe this video and her voice? And I'm like, huh. Well, if that's the only thing that you're going to have to say about me, then I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I can't control like how my voice is, but you know, at least I'm out here like trying to help people and, and make a contribution and doing like a ton of like free workshops and podcasts and things like this because I know that I know a ton of people and I've learned from a ton of people. And if I can, you know, let my followers get a little bit of the golden nuggets from all of my community. And you know, I think I'm making the world a better place, but I still go into my head about, oh, well, what would people say? So how do you deal with that with your clients? Okay, well, I think the piece is you actually asked several questions in there from people boasting is very different than what are they gonna think of my voice or what are they gonna say about me or was my hair good or did I stutter or how did I look in that? And all those things are different. I think that what happens is the easiest to make sure that those are never stumbling blocks for you is to stop making it about you. You know, years ago I had built a business and I I was I was very fortunate. Um, not in all my life I had a pretty challenging life, but as far as business and career, I've done very well. By the time I was thirty, I was a millionaire. And then by the time I was 40, I had invested in the company. I worked for MCI and they became WorldCom. They went bankrupt and they went and I had to start over. So I went from millionaire to corporate overnight. And I remember at the time I was saying, okay, I need to make this much money. I need to have this success. I need to do all this. And, and when it was about me, it was really challenging because it was like, oh, what are people going to think? Am I going to be, am I smart enough? Am I, am I this enough? And all the other things. And I remember back then, and that's when I'm going to go back 40, it's, that's 17 years ago, by the way, I turned around, I said, okay, it's not about you, Lisa, make it about them. And what do I need to do? I need to help other people make six figures because I was in a direct sales company. And I said, if I help two, if I help four people make six figures, I'll be making a half a million a year. And that's what I needed. So my focus was never about me. I took the focus off me and I put it on we and you. And I said, okay, now what I need to do is help them. And then when it was no longer about me, not wanting to pick up the phone, not wanting to do something, worried about what it looked like, it had nothing to do with me. My fear was about not helping other people. And then when I started finding to have four companies to do multiple six figures and to do seven figures, when we started this, I turned around and I said, okay, if I don't get out of bed and I don't go speak to people, then my Samantha, that's who I call my avatar, Samantha, my Samantha may hurt herself and not get what she really wants and she needs somebody who loves her and can take and can help her. So when you make it about the people that you really want to serve, then it makes it easy. It's no longer about you. That's the, that's the answer is stop making it about you and make it about them. Yeah, that's what um that's the kind of advice. So I had a friend that was like, I don't know how you get up on stage and you speak at all these events. I would just freeze up in the front of the room. And I was like, Yeah, you know, when I first started I would have like anxiety and be like, Okay, I'm really nervous, but 
the coping mechanisms that I created was that, you know, even when I first started, when Bill Walsh suggested that I be a speaker, I was like, I don't want to get up on stage. Like every, like, I don't want everyone staring at me and and are they going to like me and are they going to judge me and all of these things. And he's like, well, why do you do what you do? And I was like, I love helping people achieve their dreams and grow their businesses. And he's like, well, you can do that for more people if you get up on stage in front of lots of them and speak. And I said, okay, you're right. Let's do this. <laughs> and so, and then like, you know, obviously still being there, the more that you do it, the easier it gets. But also I would make friends or I would go and talk to people before and ask them about what they did. And so when I got on stage and I would be giving my examples and my standard talk, I would then give each of those specific people advice for their specific business and look at them. So it was like, I know that I'm helping this one and helping this one and helping this one. So I forgot about me and how I looked and how I sounded and all of that stuff. And because I knew that I was giving these people things that were gonna actually shift and grow their business. And so when I go there, it's like exciting because there's my favorite part is at the end of speaking when people come back and talk to you and they're like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like that was so awesome. I got so much out of it. I'm definitely going to use this, this thing for my business. And I'm like, yes, like Mm -hmm. I did good. You know, it's it's that feeling of like helping people and them being so excited about it is like my favorite part of it. (laughs) That's awesome. So I have one little uh, fun question. If you could be a superhero, what would be your two superpowers? My two superpowers. Okay, well, one superpower would be to let um, each and every person know they're already enough. And I think that would be an awesome superpower because when we get out of our own way, we can really make a difference and help other people. And the second superpower would be um, to have like a fairy dust to make people happy <laughs> because I remember spending so much energy looking for my purpose and feeling like I had there had to be something more and I, I kept feeling like it was supposed to be bigger and bigger and I remember asking Tony Robbins I've been with him for 27 years as a as a cl- as a client as a crew as a senior leader as a trainer now for him um, for, for decades. And I remember saying, what's the purpose of life? And I just wanted the answer so badly. And I became a platinum partner. We traveled around the world, my husband and I with, with him and his wife and a select group of people for a couple of years and to be mentored by him. And one day I I were in Egypt or Israel, I don't know what country and I asked him the same question five times in five different countries. Yes, I did not let up. I still was not getting the answer I wanted. So I kept asking the question to answer and finally what the purpose of life was. And somewhere in that, I said to me, the purpose of life is to make you happy. I said, handsome, that's not your job. That's mine. And then it turned out, he said, when we, when this continued, I had said something to Tony and uh, Sage was sitting there. We're on a a charted plane getting into a little bus. I went again. I needed the answer. So what's the purpose of life? And finally, he said to be happy. I was like, that's just so easy. 
And it's not for some people, it's not easy. So I think that that would be my fairy best that I can make people happy. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome as a superpower. I was on um, another podcast and one of the questions she asked was, if you could change anything in the world, what would it be? And you know, I didn't want to give like a pageant, like random thing, like, oh, world hunger, because, you know, that would be great. But that wasn't really like aligned with how I thought. And I and I thought about it and I was like, for people to recognize their self-limiting beliefs and not be stuck in that place. So like, because I think we, we all have things that come up, but it's, and they always come up. And even if you're aware of them, they come up, but it, it takes practice to just be like, okay, you know, thank you for sharing, Brain. Um, but we're not doing yeah. that today. We're you know, we're on to bigger and better things, and we're going to you know make a difference in this world. So we can't you know be in this little negative space with ourselves because it's really not that important. Um, but yeah, like I, I love that like, happy fairy dust, and you know, making people you know feel good is definitely awesome. Well, we wanted to give um, a special gift. And is there any last words that you have to share with our audience? Um, absolutely. Well, first, thank you for joining us and being here and investing your time in you. And, and we'd love to have you comment and hear what some of your takeaways were and what you're going to apply for yourself and your business. Uh, also, go to lisalibermanwang.com and check me out. Follow me on social media. I'm the only Jewish Chinese woman with this name. Uh, <laughs> also, take advantage of Take It in the Book while there, brand you becoming expert. And I have a very special gift when you go in there. There's an opportunity to learn how to sell anything anywhere to anyone. And it's actually the difference of going from 25% closing ratio, the 57 to one ratio of how many more sales you're going to make than any average salesperson out there in your business. So check that out. And if you're serious and you're at the point where your business is already doing well, but you want to take it to the next level to multiple six, seven figures, go to callwithlisa.com, C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-L-I-S-A.com and fill in the application. Let me see if and how I can support you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Bye, everyone.